and welcome to a new episode of Digital Coffee. Happy Friday, as always, but as always, as well, subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star review, and let's get to the top of the leisure category. But this week, I'm going to be talking about Spider-Man, Miles Morales, which is coming to the PC. Also, the EA desktop app is replacing the Origin app, and kind of talk about my feelings about that. Starfield, we also got Cyberpunk updates, we also got Gotham Knights updates as well, we also have Modern Warfare 2, AMD, Corsair's new pocket size external USB-C drive SSD, or NVMe, excuse me, also looking at DLSS 3 with Spider-Man and a few other games. And then we're going to talk about Overwatch 2 and a little bit of my feelings. Plus the whole Sombra is OP, which really isn't as much as you think. It's just you got to be clever and use the right heroes to actually outdo her. Hint, Kiriko is a really good counter for her, especially for her hacking abilities. It Really does a number on that one. And then my main thing is going to be talking about the 4090 launch. And here we go again type of a thing. But as always, get your coffee cups ready because we're going to get the show started right now. Mmm, that's good. And yes, happy Friday again for everybody. And first off is this week, or actually last week, but I'm talking about still, EA has finally replaced Origin with the EA desktop app. Yes, it's a very, very clever, creative name. At least Origin was a little creative. But it's, I guess it's better. I mean, I... You have to use it, so that's the only reason why I use it. If I didn't have to use this thing, I probably wouldn't have it on my computer. It's just another one of those, well, we want you to use it, so it's like, fine, I'll use it. It's not like my main go-to. I prefer either Steam or GOG Galaxy because those two are probably the, some of the best. Battle.net's not bad either. That actually is a pretty good one, but EA Desktop app, it's nice, it's pretty, it's updated. They're trying to make it more functional in a way, but the beta process was so terrible. I remember buying Battlefield 2042 on Reman Gaming, and it would never show up on the EA Desktop app. I still had to use Origin until they got it all figured out and it actually worked. And well, now you don't have a choice anymore because it's all one. It's all completely one. There's nothing else you can do. So love it or hate it, it's here to stay. More likely, we we probably just hate it, but it's still here to stay. All right, moving on to Starfield. It looks like Starfield is going to get a more traditional style dialogue system with point system for persuasion. It also has way more dialogue than Skyrim and Fallout 4 combined. There's about 250,000 dialogue recorded, which is a very interesting thing. Yes, I am still interested to see how well Starfield will do because this is really Bethesda's original or new IP in quite a long time. I mean, 
you can't really say Fallout was new because Fallout was already from Black Isle Studios and Interplay days. So they just kind of bought it and then used that. And Elder Scrolls was really the only one that they've do- really done that's kind of a new and original one. The rest of it, it really, I don't really know any other Bethesda games that are actually original or new beyond that. But so we're actually getting a new original one. Hopefully it's good. Now it's kind of sort of hard sci-fi, but not really hard sci-fi. It's kind of a mixture of it. It's very RPG because it's Bethesda. And so it should be interesting to see how the dialogue tree actually works in action, how this game is going to differ from Fallout and Elder Scrolls or how they're going to melt it together. It's going to be a a trying time for Bethesda because they got to get this right, especially for a new IP. If they don't, no one's really going to be playing it, which is another bad thing, even though Microsoft can just use this for Xbox Game Pass, which they probably will. It'll be interesting to see what they actually do with it. All right, Miles Morales is coming out next month, and it will be, include NVIDIA's DLSS 3, which requires the 4000 series, mind you. If you have the 3000 series, you can do DLSS 2.0 or whatever the actual what it is but if you want to play it on ultimate ray tracing you're gonna need a 3070 or a 6900 xt which is a little weird that you need a 6900 xt but you need a lower one for doesn't really make much sense to me but sure and then for the 4k 60 frames per second for the very high ray tracing you're gonna need a 3080 or a 6950 xt for that one the cores for amazing or ultimate ray tracing is going to be the Ryzen 7 3700X or the AMD 11600. And then for the 4K, you're going to need the 2700 Intel i7 chip or the 5900X for that one. RAM for the 4K is going to be 32 gigs of RAM. And then for the 1440p amazing ray tracing, it's going to be 16 gig. RAM 75 gigs of storage is going to be happening. So this is very interesting to see the dynamic and the breakdowns of all this because the lowest, the lowest you can go is, I mean, quite admirable. It's going to be the GTX 950. Now that's a pretty old card and AMD's equivalent. And then the very high is going to be the 1600 for the GeForce or the RX 580. So those are still kicking. So if you still have those, you're still good to go. CPUs is going to be the i3-4600 or the AMD equivalent for the recommended. And then for the very high, it's going to be the i4670 or the AMD 5-1600 CPU. Like I said, very interesting to see how well optimized Spider-Man actually is. I mean, this is pretty well optimized. If you can do on very low settings, and I mean like 720p, 30 frames per second, the 950, that's actually pretty good. I mean, that's a, what was it, five generations behind now? You got the you got the 10 series, 20, 30, okay, about four generations behind. So that's pretty good. That's actually really good. So if you still are running that old system, even though Miles Morales wasn't as good as the Spider-Man one, it was very short, I didn't really care for it. It's still not bad. It's a very interesting one. 
All right, moving on to Cyberpunk 2077 and the launch of the 1.7 update, which will probably have a lot more updates or fixes for it, including I think it's going to be the cop fix where in the game right now, you would, if you got caught or whatever, the cops would chase after you on foot instead of use their cars and they would magically appear. And it was just, it just wasn't natural for it. So they're supposedly supposed to fix that issue as well. But you also have the only expansion pack. <laughs> they said they would have a lot and they changed, they changed it saying, yeah, we're just going to have one because we're going to move on and use Epic's engine instead of our own engine. So you only get one expansion pack, which, Hey, at least we got one, I guess is probably better than nothing, but that's where we're at. So it should be coming the first half of 2023. No word on the next gen update for Witcher three. It's supposed to come out at the end of this year, but we'll see if this act, if that actually happens, but this one after the 1.7 release date, there will be no other updates or new updates received for that, especially for the last game versions. I'm pretty sure there might be some minor updates for cyberpunk, but they just really want to move on from cyberpunk, even though it has had a resurgence since the Netflix series came out and people were like, this is actually, isn't that bad, which I said way long ago when it was new, it's actually not that bad. It's just that there were a lot of bugs on the, previous generation consoles that had a lot of people mad about it which is completely understandable but on a pc side of it it actually was pretty good all right moving on to gotham knights minimum pc requirements for this one it's going to be operating system is windows 10 64 bit it's also going to have for the cpu the intel i5 9600k or the ryzen 5 3600 8 gigs of RAM, which is pretty interesting. It's actually not that much. And then you got the GeForce 1660 Ti or the RX 590 and 45 gigs of RAM. This is actually pretty admirable since I was mostly expecting more towards the closer to the 100 gig mark, not the 50 gig mark. So it's interesting because it's supposed to be like a really big one. Now it comes out this month comes out in a few weeks, but it's supposed to be a really big game. And so seeing that it's only 45 gigs the for minimum, mind you, and the minimum requirements is pretty not bad. You're getting the older style cards. You're not having as to have as much Ram because which I usually see just 16 gigs is kind of the base, but this is less than that with eight gigs. So it's actually not bad for that one. So We'll see how well this plays out, if it's actually going to be any good or not. I mean, I love the Arkham series, but I haven't made that one in a while. And this is supposed to take place for it, I guess. But like I said, we'll see how well this actual one, this one actually does. All right, the list for Modern Warfare 2 is here for the map. So the complete list is there's a hotel map, farm, I don't want to say the name, Farm 18, Marina Bay, Mercado Los Almas, a museum. It looks like a battle map. Sadid, Sarf Bay, which is a battle map, which is battlegrounds 32 by 32. And that's it so far. Now, the first half, the about five, five of the maps is 6v6 only, which doesn't seem like there's a lot of maps on here. So it's 
kind of weird, but it should be interesting to see how well this does. Did, did play the beta. The beta was all right. It is a change from the previous two Call of Duties, which were a little bit more arcadey than this one. So it should be interesting to see how well this plays out, if it's going to be any better than the original or the new rebooted Modern Warfare from 2019 to this one, because this one is the rebooted of Modern Warfare 2 way back when as well, because they're just going back over. It's almost like a remake, but not really, because it is a new game and they actually have new characters are different. The story's a little different, so it's not essentially the same thing, but it's mostly the same thing. So moving on to AMD Navi 31. And now this is going to be the RDNA 3, which is the new ones supposedly coming out. I think it's rumored to be December that they're actually coming out. Now it looks like this is going to have display port 2.1. Now 2.0 really isn't even out yet, which is very interesting. And the NVIDIA 40 series does not even support 2.0. It supports 1.4a, which is the standard right now, but it's still pretty old. 2.0 was supposed to launch during the pandemic and it just never actually happened. And we haven't really seen any monitors want to do that. But the curious thing about this is that NVIDIA doesn't want to future-proof their cards. They're kind of just like, well, it's good enough type of a thing, which for 1600 bucks for the 4090, you could at least put in the 2.0 DisplayPort protocol in there, but looks like Navi 31 GPU could be the first support DisplayPort 2.1, which would be able to do about more than what it is right now. So DisplayPort 1.4a is about 8K at 60 hertz and then 4K about 120 hertz. But if 2.0 is anything, that means that the configurations would be 16k 16k displays at 60 hertz to 4k at 144 hertz or 3 4k at 90 hertz so it's very interesting to see that this how this is all coming about but their their excuse and this is and this is nvidia's excuse is well it's a ways away it's like and you, you put it in because you want to make sure that your card can last a lot longer. If not, it's just kind of ridiculous. It's like, well, it's a ways away. Okay. You can still put it in there. If it's going to be a standard anyways, if 2.0 is a standard anyways, why don't you, why don't you just put 2.0? You don't have to put 2.1. That's fine. But 2.0 would actually be a good starting point for that. Maybe the 4090 Ti would actually have 2.0. And so we'll see if whenever that comes out, because it's eventually going to come out, if it's going to be any better. But It's it, Nvidia's got a lot of questionable things that they do. I mean, a lot of times it's kind of like, really, you, you're making me buy a new graphics card just to get your latest DLSS, which I don't really understand why you have to get the latest one for that one. But this is where we're at on this one. AMD is usually the one that does press the envelope on some things, not everything, on some things. They're usually, and they have been for a while, behind Nvidia on a lot of things as well. But this is one that's... It's a good welcome site if it's true. Now, if it's not true, well, I mean, you still have 1.4a, which is still fine. It's just I, I'm really hoping for that 2.0 to finally come out, and it hasn't done it quite yet on monitors or anything else. All right, moving on 
two Corsair's pocket-sized NVMe USB-C drive, which is capacity up to four terabytes. Now, this is supposed to be a, like similar to what the SanDisk does, those little pocket-sized ones as well. And it uses basically USB-C. I think it's Gen 2. It's one of those. But yeah, it's Gen 2 port up and offering up to 20 gigs uh, per second bandwidth for that one. And the drive is, is operating at a maximum through point of 1600 megabytes per second sequential read and 1500 megabytes per second for, for sequential write. So it's not bad for the read and write. It's actually pretty comparable to that one. And it's a, it's a step up from the set of SSDs for that one, which is only at 550 megabytes per second. So yes, it's the NVMe type of a thing. And if you don't really want to do the SanDisk one, you want to do this one instead. It's not a terrible cost for this one. It's going to run you a little over $100 for that one. It's going to, and if you get the four terabyte one, it's going to run you about $600 for that one. I would probably get the two terabyte because it's not, it's going to be around $200 for that one or a little over $200 for that one. But all in all, in general, it's always good to have some type of backup. I like the SanDisk ones a little bit better, but the Corsair ones don't sound terrible either. All right, moving on to Spider-Man Remastered and it's DLSS 2 versus DLSS 3 benchmarks. And it's very interesting to see what that is. Now, there are different, there are native benchmarks, which for Spider-Man Remastered is 45 to 51 Average frame rate to 1% frame rate. DLSS 2 is really on par with just the native, which is kind of funny, if if true. And then DLSS 3 quality, 1% to average frame rate is 79 to 100. That's a pretty good significant uptick to having a ray tracing plus 4K resolution on as well. Now for Bright Memory Infinite, it's going to be for the 4K native frame rate. 69 for the 1% and then average is going to be 75. DLSS 2 minimum frame rate 1% is 107 to 118 average. And then 3 for minimum frame rate is 144. Average is 148. So there are some bump ups if implemented correctly as always. But the Spider-Man one is very interesting because DLSS 2 and native is basically the same thing. You see no difference in quality or performance whatsoever. So if you really want to play it with 4k ray tracing and all that other fun stuff, you want to do DLSS three and you want to make sure you have the 4080, 4070 or 4090. Yes. I'm calling the 4080, 12 gig, the 4070. Cause it really is a 4070. For those that haven't listened to my previous ones, I said from now on, but I'm going to keep on reminding people saying it's just the 4070. All right, moving on to Overwatch 2, and it's finally been released. They've gotten mostly the bugs out, except for the Bastion terrible alt bug, and also Torbjorn had a bug as well. Torbjorn is locked only on quick play, and Bastion is completely gone. They have to rework him because the bug was pretty bad, pretty significantly bad. Now, there's been heroes that are really good and heroes that are not so great. Now, a few of the tank heroes. Zarya is very overpowered 
not not enough to where it's it, it's difficult to to eliminate her if the person knows how to play her now if you just kind of pop your bubbles really quickly then you're a little bit easier to actually play against her sigma is actually really good junker queen is good if you know how to play her and take your time with basically chipping away at the team that's that's the main important thing about that one reinhardt's actually really good as well i would say mostly for defense if they're coming to you type of a thing and i've actually booped bob off the map without booping myself off the map which is great and diva is very very good winston's pretty good as well and then Doomfist is good if you know how to play him. He's a very uh, finesse type of tank character since he was originally a DPS character. Now, unfortunately, a lot of Overwatch 2 players think Sombra's overpowered. Now, I usually play Sombra's DPS. She's a fun character to play, but she's not overpowered in the slightest. It's just the hacking ability is easy to get, but the to confirm eliminations can be a lot harder to get. The main counter of Sombra is going to be Kiriko because Kiriko's grenade, whatever it's called, can eliminate hacking. So the hacking ability will just be washed away type of a thing. But it doesn't stop players from voicing their opinions. Now for the DPS characters, the ones that can actually really make it hard for Sombra Cassie can surprisingly almost tube tap her. If you hit a headshot and then hit a buy shop, you basically can kill Sombra. Another one, Genji can do a pretty good job of eliminating her. Hanzo can do it. I've been headshot a lot of times with Hanzos. They are actually pretty good at that as well. It's mostly if there's a Sombra on the field, you need to play around her or play Sombra as always because if you counter Sombra with Sombra, it's a lot easier because you can actually just hack her and then wheel her down or find her translocator, take that out and kill her. There are different ways of doing it, but mind you, you have to respect her as well because she is for squishes. She's very deadly for tanks. Not so much. You can hack the tank and whittle the tank down, but you're not really going to kill a tank whatsoever as a Sombra player. Now, there are good somber players and bad somber players. It's just a lot of people run into the good somber players and then get very frustrated because the good somber players just roll right through the team because I've seen teams not being aware of what I'm doing, go in the back line, kill the healers, and then work my way up. And there's good teams that it makes it a lot harder for me to actually do anything because they start to focus on me a lot more and then I have to actually switch. So if you do focus on Sombra, make sure that she doesn't actually hack and get the confirmed eliminations. She's useless. And in the beginning of playing Overwatch 2 when it was new, I wasn't doing as well as I am now, which is people have started to figure out how to play her. And that's the biggest thing. You could say that she's easy to play in, to a certain extent, yes, but no. Because yes, you can easily hack things. But if all you're doing is hacking and not eliminating, then you're a detriment to the team. Now, you can easily hack the turrets and kill the turrets, so Torbjorn is not the greatest counterpick to Sombra. You can kill Sombra with Torbjorn, but he's not the best counterpick because 
Sombra can easily just hack the turret and that your, your turret becomes useless as well. So you really want to get the more just the high damage DPS heroes on your side. So Sojourn is actually a pretty good one to counter. Soldier as well is a pretty good one. Cassie's a good one. Genji for more of just the quick dashes and he's very overpowered. Junkrat is a very good counter because man, those mines can just kill me in a couple seconds. Like I said, there is a lot of counters for Sombra. You just need to play accordingly. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of tanks. Winston's probably the best one against Sombra because I cannot hack within that bubble. That bubble was basically a, a pain in the ass when you're a Sombra. Learn what the counters are and use those accordingly. Like I said, it's very easy to figure out what to do with Sombra when you understand the game. And specifically, if you see Sombra on the field, switch to a Winston, use that bubble to your to the best effect you can. Also, use the characters with a high damage. So the high damage is Sojourn, Cassidy, Soldier, as well. Hanzo is a good pick. If you can if you can dome her, it's it's one of the best ones. And Junkrat because of just the ex massive explosions. Far is all right, but you really have to know where she's at and she can easily counter you. Echo's all right, but not really is. Eh. And then Widow is is all right if you can land headshots on her. If you can't, yeah, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And so it's that's another one. For the supports, you could all... You, Kiriko's probably the best counter to her. And then also... Brig is probably one of the best counters to her as well. But like I said, plan accordingly. Know that probably almost every game you're probably going to have a Sombra because I've seen a lot of them. A lot of them good. Or actually, some of them good. A lot of them bad. But she doesn't really need a nerf because here's the issue with it is that her damage is actually lower non-hacked characters than it is in original Overwatch. Her hacking ability allows it to it. Now, I will say, if you want to change a little bit of how her hacking works, then only give her the 40% one and, and none of her team gets a 40% one. That's a little bit more uh, understandable. I would agree with that one. Have her hacking ability faster when she's uncloaked and slower when she's cloaked. There are different ways of doing it, but just saying flat out just nerf her just because you don't like that she's killing you a lot is not the best way of doing it. Especially, I mean... One game I'm playing, Kenji player kept on telling me to stop. And I was like, what? The whole point of this game is for me to stop you. And there really is no good counter to Genji besides Sombra. Sombra is probably one of the best characters to counter him because his dash, his reflect is so good that it's hard just, just to not do it. But like I said before, find ways of countering her. If you can counter her really, really well, she will be a useless character on the field, and that's only 4v5 instead of 5v5, and that's the way to do it. Unfortunately, since Overwatch 2 is free to play and a lot of new people are coming back to playing it, they just don't know how to counter very well, and I've seen a lot, too many people not change when they need to. It's okay to change characters, especially with a 30% alt when you change characters and that's if you have that 30% all or more you get at least 30% credited to whatever character you change so yes 
learn to counter her. She's not as overpowered as people think. It's just she's harder to understand. If if it's a really good Sombra, she's harder to kill. That's the point. Like she's a hard thing to kill. But if you know how to counter her, she's not that terrible. All right, moving on to my main thing. The 4090 has officially launched or launched on Wednesday to it being sold out. Yes, it's all sold out. Yeah, it's, you cannot find one anywhere unless you want to go to eBay and pay over $1,000 or more for the card. Now, I always say this, don't buy it from the scalpers. Please, for the love of God, wait. Usually it will get better. And I'm pretty sure it will get better quicker than it is before. The second part is, is that for the scalpers that actually listen to this podcast, you should understand that when the 3090 launched and the 4090 launched, two different economies. 3090, the economy was actually pretty good. It was rolling, even though we were kind of in a pandemic. 4090, we're in a recession, regardless of if the administration wants to say it or not. And it's, inflation is still sky high at 8.2%. So there, there's a lot a lot of factors going into this. Will some people still buy it from eBay? Yeah, because you're not very smart. I don't know why you're not very smart. If you think you need it right now and you need to pay $1,000 more than it actually costs, then there's an issue with you in general. It's fine if you have the money for it, but you're setting a bad example and you're setting an example for the scalpers that this is okay to actually do because they'll st- they'll get their money back and then some. And that's just not okay. My thing is to wait, see what comes up, see what the 49, 4080s do for that one and the 4070, even though it's still called the 4080 by the NVIDIA standards, it's called 4070 for me. See what that does because they're still all new. This... And wait, and a lot of times wait for the reviews. Yes, it's ridiculously powerful, but it's a ridiculously power hungry at the same time. Also, look at what the RDNA three is going to do, because you still have Nvidia. I mean, AMD coming out with their new cards, and that can be a game changer as well. I don't know what they're going to be doing with it. I don't know how well it's going to be or compared to what you can get for the forty ninety, but it should be very competitive. Unlike Intel, which is kind of sort of competitive to the 3070 or the 3060, which is not that competitive in my standard, but it's a good way to enter the market for the average gamer that doesn't want to spend a ridiculous amount of money for the graphics cards. But here we are again. It's all sold out. I checked at Wednesday at like 7 or 8 o'clock, and it was so that's two hours in, and you could not find one. Everything was gone. I would recommend if you're looking for the 4090 to get the water-cooled one just because the fan ones are, they take up three to four slots in the back of your computer, and that's that's quite a bit of slots for that one, at least the, with the water-cooled one, if you have the room. Of course, if you don't have the room, then why getting a 4090 anyways? But if you have the room, I would get the water-cooled one because the card is a lot smaller and you're helping it cool a lot more Effectively, yes, there are pros and cons to air versus water cooling. I do prefer air cooling, but for the way it is right now and how big these cards are, it's just you're gonna need a riser if you don't get the water cooled one. That's just that's just how it is. But please, please wait. Just wait it out. Just see what those stocks are gonna be like. 
do not buy from eBay scalpers. They are the ones that are making it difficult. And this is why we're in this predicament as we are, because a lot of people last time on the 3090 decided to buy from eBay and spend more than they should have. Do not buy from eBay. Let the stocks like level out and just don't buy from them. It doesn't do you any good to buy overinflated prices. It doesn't do anybody any good to buy overinflated prices. You're just helping the scalpers get more money and then do it again. And this is just reinforcing their behavior. And we need to stop reinforcing their behavior. Let it go. Wait for the 4090 or the 4090 Ti if you want to do that as well. But just, just wait. Be patient. I know it's really hard, but be patient. And you will get, if you want the 4090 or 48, you will get one. Just be patient enough for it. And usually when new cards release, you want you usually want to wait for the, there's a lot of bugs sometimes. Sometimes there's unforeseeable bugs, but a lot of times it's just, you want to wait just to see those bugs or the kinks out of those as well. But anyways, what do you think? Do you think that Sombra is overpowered? Do you think that, the, that people should buy from eBay? Let me know in the comments below. But thank you for listening to Digital Coffee. As always, please subscribe to Digital Coffee and all your favorite podcasting apps. Leave a five-star review if you can. Get us up to that number one leisure category. And as always, always join me next week as to talk about what's going on in the pc gaming industry all right guys stay safe play the games you want to play and play sombra and see how overpowered she actually is because it's free to play on overwatch 2 anyways all right guys have a good weekend see you next week later